Hi guys, welcome to the Hurtful Truth Podcast. My name is Blake Phillips, and I have a guest here who actually quit his job due to the new version of Hustlers University by Andrew Tate. It's called The Real World. Yep. It's really a big community. I've even joined that in the past, and I'm still in it. Awesome. Um, so I actually know what it's about, and that's why I wanted to get you on, man, because I saw a video on my timeline on Twitter and you were talking about how you quit your job because of things they taught you in the first place. So I guess tell us about yourself. Give us some background, man. So um, I'm from Canada, Western Canada. I'm 19 years old. Um, I've been, as you can tell, I've been playing guitar most of my life. I started at nine years old. Um, basically how I got into where I am now. Um, I started editing guitar covers um, and posting them on YouTube, right? So I'd I'd pick up my guitar, record myself, and uh, turn those into edits that I'd put up on YouTube. So about three years ago, I got into editing, right? And uh, when Andrew Tate's Hustlers University came along, I joined the course, saw through free through freelancing that I could, you know, take that editing skill and offer it as a service for other people and. I followed the course and that's where I'm at now. I'm able, I've been able to quit my job and most of my income comes from editing videos for people. That's so. incredible, man. And I forgot to say your name. So that's Jesse oh, yeah. Murray. Yeah, go ahead. I'm Jesse Murray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. What, what was it that really got you to the point where you could quit your job and what was it about the real world, his course that actually pushed you to that point? So, um, well, I, I found out about Andrew Tate, obviously from TikTok, right? And on Instagram reels, I think like most of the people, that's where they found out about him. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, I decided to, I've always been kind of like had that entrepreneur, uh, mindset. I think like, cause I, when I was like 14 years old, instead of playing video games, I'd be searching how to make money. Uh, online with affiliate marketing or whatever right yeah and so i've always had that mindset where i wanted to make money online and this course coming along was like was like okay this is now finally my chance um i joined back a year ago in july i tried copywriting i gave up after like a week <laughs> um but i was still enrolled i was like okay even though i'm not constantly being active in it i'm still gonna pay that that 50 dollars a month in case down the line i'm gonna need it again Turns out in November, I had surgery for uh, appendicitis. And so I was doing nothing for a month, right? I'm like, okay, now now's my time to take this month and just learn a skill and make money online. And that's what I did. Um, that's probably what pushed me more to make or to get where I'm at now is because I didn't really have a job to go to because I was recovering from surgery. And in that one month time, I was able to replace that job. Wow. Wow. So what did they yeah. teach you about video editing that got you to the point where you were making money? So, um, for, for video editing, it's more of the, um, I guess a lot of it came from me willing to learn. Right. So in the actual course, it's the freelancing course. They teach you everything about freelancing. It's literally video by video. They show you how to grow Twitter. There's like 10, 11 videos on just how to grow Twitter another five on how to grow your Instagram, how to grow your TikTok, all that. Every step to freelancing, all the business tips, everything. And so 
um, I went in and I picked my niche, my niches, or, or my skill is video editing. And uh, from there, um, they, they've, they've got a video editing chat, but I guess they don't have like courses like specifically for each skill. So I guess anything for your skill, you have to actually be willing to research and get better on your own. But everything else is there. Everything yeah. like literally just follow the steps for freelancing and it's all there. Yeah, except what's cool about it is it actually applies to so many different areas, but also oh, 100%. Yeah, but yeah. also like there are certain skills that they really will teach you a ton about, such as the copywriting. Oh, yeah. They yep. have some crypto course stuff in there. They have yep. quite a bit of community in general. You can ask these guys, the professors who are verified to be millionaires, most, yep. most really multimillionaires. You can yeah. ask them questions and they'll answer like. It's insane. Oh yeah, they'll they'll answer within like less than twenty four hours. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous because they get a lot of a lot of questions. But um, oh yeah, they even added a job posting spot for people yes. to post jobs, and it's like everyone in there, they already have credibility because they're in there. So then they said exactly. they won't allow them to do bad business. If you do bad business, they'll kick you out. So right, it's a great networking opportunity in general. But then on yeah. top of that, just the you know, you get in a community of like-minded individuals. It's something that's really priceless. Um, it's hard to find. So that's why I get on Twitter because people out here, you know, I'm in Oklahoma. There's not a lot of people on the same mindset as me. Something that's priceless is having like-minded individuals within talking. You know, yeah. it's like right there within reach. And uh, for me, out here in Oklahoma, there aren't a lot of people on the same mindset. I'm, a, right. I'm like you. I got the entrepreneurial mindset on things. Yeah. And so, yeah, getting in there is a really great thing for anyone that actually wants to break free from the chains of a wage job. It's really helpful. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So I wanted to go into some other stuff that's not even specific to that. And then we can come back to some of the logistics of how you how you run things and make money. But why do people hate Andrew Tate? Well, there's there's a lot of things. Like, I remember I was watching his uh, his interview with uh, Piers Morgan, and it's like a lot of what he says is taken out of context, right? Like every everybody nowadays on TikTok, and it's like their attention span is like twenty to thirty seconds, and you you, you can't get a big message across in twenty to thirty seconds, right? Mm. So these clips of interviews of him talking these all misogynistic stuff or whatever, it gets taken out of context, right? And people mis misinterpret it and kind of misunderstand, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, I, I think, he, what else was he, he was, he was saying like, if if 1% of 500 people in misinterpret something you say, it's not that bad. But if 1% of 10 million people, you know, misunderstand something, then that's a big problem. Yeah, right? I saw that part. I saw that video. Yeah. I've watched a lot of his content, if not all of his content, because it really changed yeah. my life, man. It really did. For sure. Yeah. So personally, I always have stood up, stood up for him. And that's why I wanted to stand up for him on the podcast, because he's in jail. He can't even talk for himself, really, other than his no. Twitter account. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty crazy, man. The, so many people hate him. I agree with you. I think the reason why they hate him though a lot of them just don't understand what he's really saying or they just can't accept it because they've right. been programmed 
to believe in the system so much that they what is it that one quote it's from the matrix and really the reason why andrew tate always talks about the matrix in the movie you know because life is really so fabricated by the people in charge they've made everything a certain way oh yeah for you to really be programmed to think in a certain way and work like a or think like a worker rather than a boss they don't want you to think like a boss like people yeah, exactly. that get business degrees, a lot of them don't even know what a lead is or a cold lead. And that's like one of the, <laughs> right? this is funny. Yeah. Like, it's um, like the first thing you learn. Exactly, man. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I think a lot of them just are misunderstood, but they're taught to hate him because they've seen only certain videos that have been pushed to them. If you were yep. to look up on, this is a, this is a fact, man. There's no way that this stuff isn't being pushed on purpose by the people in charge because if you really look at it, if you look up on TikTok, Andrew Tate innocent, nothing will pop up. If you look up Andrew wow. Tate guilty, tons wow. of it. Yeah, bro. Wow. That's some crazy shit, man. That's crazy. That's I crazy. had this um, mindset, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. I posted a bunch of really positive videos. It was called Mindset Moments. Tons of positive videos. That's all it was. It was shorts. And you had like Jay Waller just people like that. I post one of them and it was so positive, nothing bad, nothing trying to expose anything. And I tagged it with red pill and they banned my YouTube account. They permanently banned it. I had over a hundred thousand views in a month and they, it's crazy. They permanently banned it. It wouldn't let me appeal it. So my (laughs) point is never tag anything with red pill. Just so you know, because what's crazy is that proves they're trying to hide the truth because red pill means truth. Like that's really what it means. Yeah. Well, I was, I saw this other thing. Um, there's some guy talking about Andrew. It was like a friend of Andrew Tate. Um, it's it's not that whatever he's promoting is bad. It's it's the fact that it gets people, young people like us, thinking on their own and not being controlled by government. Right? Yeah. If you have a country that has I don't know like 10 million people, right? You have a country that has had 10 million people. If half those people start thinking for themselves and start you know, not working jobs and, you know, basically have that boss mindset instead of the, the nine to five work mindset, that's going to screw over your economy. You yeah, do not want that to happen in your country. I agree with you. But at the same time, I think it's ridiculous how bad they're trying because really at the end of the day, he's, while he is exposing a lot of stuff, not everyone is even going to break out. Like, no, you, you can't. No, that's just it, how life is impossible. always going to be. It doesn't yeah. matter how your government is set up. There's always going to be hierarchy and there's always going to be someone at the top and someone at the bottom and someone in between that's always how it's going to happen so there's really no no reason to ban him because all he's done is talk about a positive message if you really look at what he was saying with all those controversial things and by the way he's a genius for that because i think you have to be controversial to really get to that level and blow up that much the fact that my mom even knows his name is is it, that's literally right? that, yeah. that just is testament to how well he he did it so yeah do it as a genius man but second of all really he, he his main message is just self-improvement just improve yourself 100 yep. be the guy that you want to be the reason why that is really a threat is because he's bringing back masculinity and by the way rest in peace kevin samuels man i don't know if you ever heard of him but uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Kevin Samuels was actually from OKC, which is the area I'm in. And yep. he's a big deal, bro. He actually was before Andrew Tate even blew up. Now, Andrew Tate was already saying stuff like this, 
But before Andrew Tate blew up, Kevin Samuels was like the first person to be talking about masculinity and femininity and how right. feminism is destroying the society. And mm-hmm. he was getting a lot of hate and then he passed away, sadly. But I was planning to get him on the podcast someday, man. But Andrew Tate has brought up Kevin Samuels before. Um, it's pretty crazy. I'm proud to be from the same place. That's awesome. Yeah, man. But I just wanted to bring him up because that's basically the message they don't want. Because it's bringing back, like, if you have a society full of masculine men and feminine women, you're, you have warriors. Yep. And the reason why they don't want that is because warriors are not going to be slaves. And then right. yeah. when I say slaves, I'm talking about they're not going to be working these uh, nine to fives. But at the same time, there's plenty of nine to five workers that would stay would stay at those jobs. And, that you know, masculine jobs, there's people doing lifting heavy stuff. It's really yep. not a threat to me. I just think the biggest threat is I think other countries also want our country to to fail and that tiktok is run by yeah oh yeah chinese yep yep yeah like well a a big thing about tiktok i was i was talking to someone in the terms of services if you actually read through it they they have access to documents on whatever email you use to sign up with and then if that email is signed into your computer whatnot they have access to your documents on your computer that's literally part of their terms and services so long yeah it's so long that nobody would ever actually read it but if you take the time to read it you're agreeing to giving them access to your documents in your emails, wow. which is crazy. It's crazy. I right? actually didn't know that. Yeah. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Well, yeah, they're trying to emasculate us. And honestly, they've already emasculated so many people in the, my entire generation, bro. Your entire yep. generation. They've really done it like yep. war- worldwide. And I don't know if that comes down to just the Chinese or also, I mean, it's obviously the U.S. too. I think it's just the people that run the world with the money. Anyone who has the money oh, yeah. is the one in control. Cause Easily, yeah. they have the most value valuable stuff, so they run everything. Yep. So obviously, I don't know if you've ever heard of seed oils, have you? I don't think so. Okay, no. have you ever heard of Luke Belmar? No. Bro, I'm going to put you on. This is this guy will change your entire life just the way you think. Cool. This Luke Belmar guy, he I found him because he went to Andrew Tate's house uh, and he made right. a video. Yep. And I was like interested. I'm like, "Yo, I got to see this cuz he's going to Andrew Tate's house and I've never really seen the inside at that point, not not at that spot." And so yep. turns out this guy's friends with him and everything, but he is on some crazy shit, bro. He'll tell you so much secrets about the world honestly he's, he's gonna probably get banned too but you know he's in real life extremely rich and he's at a point where he probably can't fully get touched but honestly it's kind of scary because anyone can get touched by the people in charge but um i mean you look at even andrew tate he has yep. all these passports he has all yep. this stuff that he controls all this money but he still got put in jail because it's corrupt yeah exactly but um luke belmar he told me about him and his brother, Nathan Belmar, told me about seed oils. And it's something that they've been putting in all our food. Look at the ingredients in all of your foods in your pantry, bro. You'll be blown yep. away. If it's canola oil, uh, vegetable oil, there's going to be soy, soybean oil, any of that, those are seed oils. And what those do right. is they actually make men more feminine because there's estrogen. 
instead that's what's crazy it blows my mind because i was like i don't know it's crazy the extent they went to is that actually intentional or what yes there's no way it isn't bro they yeah if you really look at it you'll be blown away like it actually has that much of an effect on the society wow and they do a lot of things they'll they'll give you a lot of false information i thought flax seeds were good for you right but yeah they're one of the top five killers of testosterone wow yeah so wow insane it's insane how much they've brainwashed (laughs) everyone they've even brainwashed a lot of women to prefer a feminine man that's fucking crazy yeah no that's crazy that's insane like i've seen it with my own eyes bro like women will go to the losers before they go to the winners sometimes right just because they're brainwashed to think I just want a simp. But at the end of the day, do they actually stay with the guy? No. Because no. <laughs> they really want a guy that's masculine. It's kind of insane, yeah. man. Yep. Damn. What do you have to say about all that? Well, um, actually, like five minutes ago, I, I kind of had the, before I lose this slot, um, going into like the LGBT community, right? So with, with my oldest sister, um, she lives out on Prince Edward Island, right? Where's that and at? She, uh, it's in Canada. So Eastern Canada. Mm. It's an island, very East Canada. And that's off, where you're offshore. from? You're from Canada? Yeah, I'm from Western Canada. So okay. on the other side of okay. Canada. So um, she just had a, a, a newborn. Uh, he's, he turned three this year. And so he's going to be starting school soon, right? And... Um, she, she, well, especially now, she kind of realized that public schools is a big influence for like the LGBT stuff, right? So if you, if like, if you put your child in public school, there's a chance that they're going to join that community and, you know, fuck with their mindset and all that, right? So she was like, okay, we need to, I want to put my kid in a Christian private school. So she's moving out here to do that because there's none over there. And that actually made me think, I'm like, that's crazy like that that community it's it's almost like grooming and so my my one of my best friend's sisters who is a big supporter in the lgbt community even admitted that everyone in that most people in that community are groomers and they will groom you to get you to join their community to to change your gender and all that right and they will literally groom and she admitted that she was like yeah we're groomers like we will groom you to join our community and once you join there's never you're never going back what it's it's yeah it's crazy i was shocked and even my friend was like i'm shocked that my sister said that and admitted that like it's crazy right that is insane like, actually that's a great topic it's it's funny because i'm not too scared to talk about really whatever i feel um yeah it's called the Hurtful Truth Podcast, man. Let's start conversations. <laughs> yeah. If you're mad, comment below. Let's go. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're mad, uh, go ahead and share this to all your friends, and then let's blow up. Um, <laughs> basically, I agree with you, bro. Um, it's insane. I actually have talked about that. Like, They're not just tolerating it. They're now supporting it. But not only yep. are they supporting it, they're encouraging more of it yeah well and then going back into tiktok right all these all these supporters of that community start making these tiktoks and then influencing the younger people that it's like oh it's okay if you feel this way you're allowed to change your gender you can change your name all that you if if you're a man and you want to be more feminine that's okay 
they're grooming you through TikTok. Yeah, and it's man. crazy. Like, and and um, like they don't go to their parents, and like the, obviously their parents would tell you. Of course, nobody on TikTok can tell you that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just so that's, that's you don't want to change TikTok is so dangerous, right? So you don't want to change your gender. Me? <laughs> Hell no. Come on, man. Join the club. Join the club. I'm just joking. See, that's exactly how it works, right? If yeah, you're making yeah. a TikTok, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's pretty insane. I, I don't have anything against. Look, do what you want to do, you know? Oh, exactly. But I, I, I don't I have don't anything like, against the people. Yeah, I just, I have friends that are gay and all that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean that I really agree with being gay. But, I, you know, I'm not born gay. I don't know how they, I don't know how it works, man. It's yeah, like I was exactly. born ever since I was young. I'm straight, man. Yep. I like women. I love women, actually. And I love my friends, but I'm not gay. <laughs> exactly. So it's well, like it's like that their their personal choices don't affect my life. Yeah. Go do whatever you want. You can literally do whatever you want. Just don't try to shove it down my throat. Exactly. Right? And I'm not goes- shoving it down your throat saying I'm straight. You have to be straight too. Exactly. It's not okay to be gay, right? Exactly. I'm not shoving it down their throat. Yeah. I'm fine with it, unless you sh- you shove it down my throat, force me to, you know. That brings us to religion, bro, because yeah. a lot of religions, some people are just trying to shove it down your throat, and they don't realize that's actually the exact way to make you turn away. Right. So, what do you think about that? Is religion a good thing? Um. I believe it is. I mean, it can be. I, I feel like it comes down to how you use it. Though. Define religion like, for me real quick for you. What's religion? Well, I guess the, the, the way that I see it is um, it could be a higher power. It could be a God, right? That you believe in that kind of, I guess, runs the world, I guess. But it, But believing in it makes you righteous it makes you have these moral acts and being justifiable right um that's just kind of the way i perceive it and that's how i was raised to perceive it and how i was i was taught so so are you a christian yeah makes sense so like what's your view on i guess life man well i don't know i've i i was raised a christian but i wasn't like super religious where i go to church every sunday right but my household was a christian family but i like we, we weren't so religious we would be studying the bible all the time and all that um so i kind of i kind of stepped away as it uh when when i started hitting my teen years and I had about six or seven years of just thinking of other ways of life like what like religion aside what actually happens after death right all that like is reincarnation possible are, are is your soul just gonna can you just walk around as a soul or will you go to heaven is there heaven and hell all that right yeah do you um, believe that if you don't believe in god then you're going to hell or what do you think uh i don't i don't really know i, I i'm not that deep into uh, religion quite yet to actually have opinions i guess about that yeah you just, I'm, th- you're I'm, just I'm, still, I'm still trying to learn i'm trying to learn i'm trying to find my own perspective of it still yeah right for me yeah how old are you again 19 okay that makes sense actually you know when i was 19 i was at that point of 
so I was I was raised Christian. So my entire yeah. life I was Christian. My mom and dad taught me to be, you know, the Bible is a hundred percent. Everything's true. All of this stuff. And then yeah. I just like as I got older, I started asking questions. Why do I believe what I believe? If you can't defend your belief, then you have no belief. So right. if people would come to me and then I'd just be like, oh, just because I was taught to believe this, that's why I believe it. No, I want to know exactly. why I believe it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I started asking. Literally, the only reason why I started asking questions was because I wanted to be able to convert other people. That was right. why. It's like the only way I can convert you is if I have a reason why I believe it. So right. start asking myself some questions like, all right, why do I believe this? Now, obviously, for me, it's obvious because whenever I was in that position, you know, whenever I was younger, all throughout my life, I've had crazy coincidences happen to me that are not coincidences. Mm -hmm. like, I know that there is more to life than what meets the eye. Yep. But I don't really believe 100% of the Bible, but I believe that the Bible is a great guideline for life. And I think that it teaches a 100%. message. 100%. I think oh, yeah. it believes it teaches totally. a message of love and especially loving your creator, which the way I view the world is it's complicated. So I don't, I won't go into everything, yep. but to simplify it, it all stems from one place, right? All right. Mm -hmm. So wherever it stems from, whoever created it, whatever created it, if it's an energy, it just exists. Yeah. Regardless, it all came from one spot. So yep. if it all comes from one spot, then it's kind of like a tree that comes from a seed, right? Yep. So every part of that tree every branch every leaf came from that seed so it's technically still a part of that seed so we are all god because it all came source. from that we all are a part of it which yeah. makes us it we're made of it and then everyone is made of it every single person and if you look right. around even then if you really dive deeper and go look at the go small as possible like atoms mm -hmm. it's made of energy so everything's made of energy. And whenever you think about that, it's like they always say energy is neither created or destroyed. It's only converted. So you have to choose the the energy that you want to yeah. amplify in your life. And that could right. be positive or negative. That's how I view it. Right. And even yep. literally yep. in the atoms, if you really look at the science of it too, it's like yeah. positive and negative. Positive or negative. Oh, yeah, exactly. You just look at the science of it and it all adds up completely. Oh yeah. It's, sure. it's, a what I call, I'm writing a book about it. It's called the Freddy Krueger effect. Have you ever seen the movie, the nightmare on Elm street before? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I'm actually not a big movie watcher. Oh really? Oh uh, yeah. Well that movie, it's a classic horror yeah. and it's about this guy that kills you in your dreams and nightmares and it kills you in real life as well right. and in the movie at the end spoiler alert so if anyone wants to watch the movie before i say this just skip like 20 seconds but in the movie the way he gets defeated is whenever people stop giving him attention stop giving him fear right oh, anytime yeah. you give him any type of energy because that's what that coincides with that's gonna make him shrink that's how it works and right. i thought about how life relates to that movie so much it's wow. everything in your life it either grows because you're giving it energy no matter what it is 
Negative, yep. positive, it yep. doesn't matter. But whatever yep. you're giving it, it's life, it's life force. And you're going to make it grow. So right. it's pretty insane to think about. But whenever I figured this out in my life, my life got way better. And I started wow. focusing on only good things. And whenever you start, obviously, I didn't neglect the reality of things. But I focused my energy towards only positive things. And boom, my mindset is so healthy now that I'm able to achieve all my dreams, get shit done. When I get stressed out, focus on the positive, relax and realize I'm only ever going to live in the moment and everything matters about what I'm doing right now. Not what I did in the past as much as right now. So that's my big ass rant. But I do think that we are all made of the same thing. So 100%. I, I believe yep. we have full control. And I believe life is almost, it's really like a dream. I mean, yeah, multi, we're literally, we stem from the mind of God, if you think about it. Yep. So it's really a bunch of dreams. And it matters what you focus on because you're creating it. Right. Subconsciously, yeah. whatever your subconscious is doing, like whenever you're not consciously doing something, that's how your life is going to end up. So if you keep hearing people say you're stupid or just hearing negative things, it's going to be circling in your mind when you're not consciously thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. that's all I got to say. Think that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say. It's like wow. words of affirmation. Very important. So put yourself around the right people. You're around these millionaires, right? You're going to start thinking on a whole nother level. And I know right. that for a fact oh, yeah. because I've already had. I've been talking to them, you know, <laughs> it's already. Yep. yep. Well, me too. And well, in going back to the real world, right? Yeah. Right. There's like 10,000 people that are active there every day. You can just type in chat and your aunt, your question will get answered by like several other people plus professors. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and like you were saying, the like network is, is, is huge. The people you surround yourself with. Exactly. And, and one thing Andrew, Andrew Tate always says, like, if, if you have no clue how to make ice cream and you went to an ice cream factory and stood around these guys 10 hours a day for years, you're, and all they did was talk about ice cream, how to store it, how to ship it, how to make it, after a certain amount of time, you're going to know how, everything, the inside and out of how to make ice cream, how to sell it, how to market it, all that. Dude, he has, the be- right? he has some of the best quotes ever. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, it's all about who you put yourself around. He always says you're the sum of the five people you hang around most. And... It's so true. People don't, they're like, but he's my friend. You got to cut people out that aren't serving your life purpose. That's just how yep. it goes. And it's, and that's, that's part of self-improvement too, right? Yeah. And I always say one of my, one of my things I always say is there's a certain amount of selfishness that is required paradoxically to uh, be selfless. The only way I can help you is if I help myself first. Right. Because let's say we're both hanging from a ledge. Like me letting go to grab hold of you, we're both falling. But yep. let me yep. climb up first. Let me climb up on top and, and then, then can, hang my get my arm down and I'll help you up. So yep. yeah, that's really yep. true, man. So what's the most impactful, some of the most impactful teachings that you've ever learned from Andrew and as well as the rest of the real world? Well, just just self-improvement in general right? Everything that he has to say, all the stuff you come across on TikTok, literally just self-improvement in general. Um, Working on self-discipline, right? Beating procrastination, 
eating better, going to the gym, staying active, all that. Um, that's been the biggest impact for me personally. Um, cause I, I had the mindset of before I even started, wanted to think about making money online. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to sustain and be reliable enough for clients if I'm not self-disciplined myself first. So I'm like, so two, even two months before I had that surgery, every day after work, I'd be working on self-discipline. I would be like, I have this whole document in Google docs on like several ways, how to beat procrastination, all that. So I was working on that, working on self-discipline before I even thought about helping other people out with my skill, right? Because I wanted to make sure I'm reliable enough to run my own business before I actually start it. And so that, 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 that's one of the biggest mindsets, I guess. Yeah, man, that that's a really big gave one. Me. That's, one of, that's a really big one for me. And, but... and it goes like we were, we were just saying, like you have to teach yourself first before you can or help yourself first before you can help others. Yeah, man. Right? The discipline so. was probably the biggest thing I ever got out of Andrew Tate. Because I had mm. already started to learn the masculine stuff from Kevin, Kevin Samuels. But then once he really, like Andrew Tate really kicked it into another level as well. As he kept teaching, he taught me human nature more than yeah. probably anyone else has ever talked about human nature. He taught me it and I understand women I understand men much better like yep just from listening oh, yeah. to all this content and I have a type of mind I want to know I want to know everything so I watched as much yeah. as I could I'm like I just want to know everything about this dude and how he got there it's like homie has he's a billionaire really if you really look at yeah. it just based on yeah. his life is more is worth more than billions of dollars just because of the network he has the yep his value, him, yeah. himself, his skills. He lives that. the life. He lives the life, man. And it, it's yep, like, he's sure. also a good person. And a lot of people think they just want to, they want to hate rich people too. A lot of people just yep. want to oh, hate rich yeah. people. There's a lot I have to say on that actually. Yeah. Let's say you hate a rich person, then you're never going to end up being rich. No. Yeah. Never. Because that's the thing you hate. And obviously, unless you end up accidentally being exactly what you hate, it's just like, no one does stuff like that on accident. Right. So anyway, what were you going to say about it, about people so, hating rich people? A lot of people, they, they assume and they don't do research. So I was talking with a buddy yeah. and he was like, man, I hate Andrew Tate. Like all this stuff on TikTok. He's such a bad person. I'm like, okay, so that's what you've seen from TikTok. Have you actually researched him yourself? Have you watched these full three hour long podcasts of what he actually has to say where it's not taken out of context and no. actually had your own opinion on it? He's like, oh no, I don't care enough. They He's never like, do. I, I just, they never, they do. never do. It's like, I, you're like, I just don't care enough. I'm just going to basically is going off of whatever like TikTok and Instagram is telling him, right? All these, all these videos. And, um, and then I've, I've met some other people where it's like, oh, He's just so he's he's just lucky that he's rich. I'm like, okay, do you know what he does for a business? He's like, nope. But he's probably just super lucky that he's rich and lucky. he's in the position now. Yeah, yeah, they like to assume people are lucky. And also, oh, dude, what's your definition? Thing. <laughs> yeah, what's your definition but, of luck though? So, you can you like if you're if you're sitting around, you're not going to get lucky. You create your own luck by putting yourself oh. up out there and taking opportunities, right? Yes, sir. So, if like if I sat around here and did nothing for the next few years, I'm not going to get rich. 
The only reason why I'm going to get rich is because I'm taking these opportunities. I'm meeting people. I'm networking. I'm putting myself out there. By oh, creating, but you're lucky. My own luck. But you're lucky because you got those opportunities, right? No. Right? Oh, but that's right? the thing is how did you get those opportunities? You put yourself in position. Exactly. To receive that's, them. That's how, that's how it works, right? It's, it's like saying you, you, you went to the gym and just, oh, I accidentally just got super buff from going to the gym and eating well for the past three years. My bad. Didn't mean to do that. That's what he always says. Right? That's what Andrew Tate always says yep. is like, uh, yep. no one got a buff on accident. That's no, exactly like, true. That yeah. is my biggest pet peeve when people say that other people are lucky that well, they're in that position. From now on, this is my definition of luck that I've used for a while. I didn't make it up, but I don't, I saw it in a tweet a long time ago. And from then on, I just, it always hit luck is where opportunity meets preparation you have yep. to be prepared in order to even capitalize on an opportunity exactly and then how are you going right. to be prepared you're going to not only position yourself but you're going to also have to be good at the thing that you're doing enough to even For capitalize sure. on the opportunity so how yep. did he i mean look at his life they don't even know shit about him they don't even know he's a four-time champion kickboxer yep and then on top of that he did all this other stuff like a, a ridiculous amount of things to and he didn't even get paid much from the kickboxing not really no no and so his story is crazy you know i, oh, I really love it it's a cool story I, I found him in march of last year so Same. it's been about a year Same. exactly yep. and yep. he changed my life bro he changed my friend's life and a bunch of my friends lives actually in some type of capacity and awesome. so it's beautiful so uh why do people love him i mean honestly that was one of the questions but we've already said it it's he just teaches so much about self-improvement about finances yeah. about it could be anything really he, yeah. Just, yeah wisdom and the amount of free teachings that he had before you oh even my, pay yeah. is ridiculous yeah like well it's, it's it's like the inspiration that you can get from him right yeah but it, it's also it's it's those people who are open-minded enough to listen to what he has to say and actually put those, those, I guess, things into action in their own lives, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, there, there's this one video that I keep seeing. Um, I like saying this all the time. That just, just, just take one year, just take one year and give it your all, right? Just to set aside one year for yourself, you know, Eat, eat the best you can be as active as you can learn skills like always be learning just give it one year either way that time is going to pass that one year is going to pass whether you are doing nothing or you're giving it your all so you might as well just give it your all yeah because then if you let that one year pass and do nothing you're still going to hate that situation that you're in but i guarantee if you give it your all for one year you are going to love your life 10 times better than it was the year before yes just one year and honestly just make it a, a, a constant effort every day to improve. I mean, it's just going to make your life better in all types of ways, oh, man. Oh, 100%. I just well, make it every day like I find what is wrong. What's wrong right now? Yep. Try to fix it. That's it. It's not even that well, hard. A lot of people stop learning after school. They go to school and they stop learning. Oh, They're you know why? ever too old to stop learning. Why do they do that? I could tell you why, but I want to know why you think. It could come down to laziness, self-discipline, I guess. It could, um, but was that not taught to them? 
How was that taught to them? I don't know. I would tell give you. Your, give your. Yeah, my reason is taught to them by school. That was the whole right. reason. The, right. They went to school to learn how to not learn. Oh, right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They yeah. they went to school so that they could learn how to be a worker and do things exactly. without understanding why they're doing it. Right. They just do what they're told to do. I have a, a, a video, like a short video I made, and I was talking about that. I was talking about a lot of people don't ask why they do things. Like there was this dog right. next door that just always barks at me, bro. It just barks and barks and barks, <laughs> and it'll stare at me and bark. And I'm, I'm just like, I made a video and I just videoed the dog and then I put it back on me. I'm like, a lot of you are like this dog, right? <laughs> so you guys just do things and don't ask why you're doing it. They say, like, he doesn't know why the hell he's doing it. He's just doing it, bro. And I was like, he does it even though it has no desirable outcome. Yep. That's how they, that's how they move. They, have, they don't even think of what the outcome is and if it's right. desirable. You got to really... I always say your actions should reflect your goals. It's really simple. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. all it is. And these people don't even ask why they do things. And if you don't ask why you do things, then you're never going to even level up in any type well, of way. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And those people are the same people that wonder why they're not paid a doctor's salary. Exactly. They wonder why they're not rich because all, they're, they're not learning. Like the, the best way to make money is to solve these big problems, right? Sales, right? The the whole point of sales is to solve people's problems for them. Yeah. Right? And so that that's like, you have to have a really good skill to get paid a lot. And these people are just doing what the bare minimum of whatever they're told to do. No wonder why they're not rich, right? Because they're just doing what they're told to do and they're doing it with no reason. They don't know why they're doing it. They're just doing it because they were told. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And it's like, so, why... Why are you investing all your time in making someone else rich? Well, exactly. Unless you're getting paid accordingly. But like, let's say at this job I had, I sold suits, ties, all types of stuff. Yeah. Now the job was cool. I was getting paid only 17 an hour. Now that might seem crazy for some people. Like, wow. It would be a good starter job. Yeah. It's just like, but bro, think about how much money I was making this company. I was selling thousands of dollars worth of clothes every day. Yep. yep. On average, it was at least $2,000 a day that I was there. And it's like, even when I wasn't there that long, you know, I, I, for that whole day, my, my hours, 10 hours of me just, or whatever it is, eight, I don't know. But like eight hours of me just standing around was like a hundred dollars, bro. Right. But I made them that much money. Like three, two to three thousand dollars at least. It's it's just ridiculous whenever you think yeah. about it. It is your time really worth seventeen dollars for an entire hour of your time? No, I don't think so. Now, obviously, no. certain people, that's fine if you want to live like that. That's fine. But I was I was literally just gonna say that some people they're fine with that lifestyle, and that's that's okay, right? Because it's easy. If 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 you yeah, it's easy. If you want to live that lifestyle, that's okay. I'm not gonna force you right i'm not going to shove it down your throat you, you have to be an entrepreneur all this because at the end of the day we need those people we need firemen we need policemen we need we need people working on the roads right we're, we're always going to need those people if everyone becomes an entrepreneur the, the 
all the economies, it's just the world is going to fall apart. Thank God for the nope. firefighters, man. Yeah, and we, we need those all, people. Of, all of those people, honestly, in general. But I just like, I hate to see people with so much potential trapped in something that they don't want to be in yeah. just to yeah. please someone that isn't them. It's it's really crazy. It, especially uh, whenever you, I think Hormozzi said this, it's like whenever you're fulfilling your parents' dreams or someone else's dreams, yours mm-hmm. have to die a little. Yep. And I, I never wanted mine to die. So what I did is I went for it. And I have a lot of, a lot, a lot of backstory, uh, butterfly effect to lead me to where I am. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So I won't go into it now, but in the future someday I'll explain it all. But it's pretty crazy how little things will add up and lead you to where you are. But really, the, at the end of the day, it's just about having a goal and then going for it. Just go for it. Yep. Take action. Well, like going back to like what you were saying, like life is kind of like a dream, right? It's, it's all based on like where you are now is based on every decision you've ever made in the past. You can literally control your own life at your fingertips. You can do whatever you want. If I wanted to become an astronaut, if I wanted to become an astronaut so bad, I could, I could, right? I mean, maybe I might not be able to be an NBA player because I'm not six foot or whatever. But, you know, if I wanted to be, to be a firefighter, I legit could, right? I could go out there and start tomorrow. I can start by getting my CPR certificate. Start there, right? So, like, you can change your life from whatever you do. And in that saying that we're told as kids that you can do whatever you want is 100% true. It's just comes down to the fact if you're willing to apply yourself enough and how bad you want that end result right so i always say there's no use complaining about your situation if you can change it a hundred percent hundred percent amazing bro how did you get your first client when it comes to i know let's let's start with the guitar and then go ahead and tell me the first client for your other freelancing gig with that, it's it's more of a, a teaching in town. So I'm, I guess I'm um, contracting through a company. So basically, it's it's this company that they get their students, and I teach under their name, right? But the I mean the it's I'm contracting, so the lesson is all based off of me. Like it's whatever I want to teach them that day, right? It's not a program that they give to me that I have to follow That's to cool. teach the students. That's yeah, it's cool. whatever I want to teach them, whatever they want to learn, right? So the whole lesson is based off of my my own teachings and um how i got that job was um and that that that's the only job that i'd ever actually work other than from what i've done in the past that is the only job that i would love to do and i still love to do it um i uh i had a buddy who works at a grocery store the owner of that place came in and they were like hey i need uh, some something they they knew each other a little bit and they're like oh yeah you play drums i'm actually looking for a guitar teacher do you know anybody who plays guitar he's like oh my best friend jesse plays guitar he can he's been playing for 11 years he can totally teach there so that's how i kind of got that job that's cool man. um but going into freelancing basically how i started out is i needed a por- portfolio for myself before i started getting clients right 
because then if I go out to clients, they're like, hey, can I see some of your previous work? I'm like, oh, I've got none. You just have to take my word for it that I can make a really good edit for you. Whatever. Yeah, you have to already Otherwise, come with something to show. Yeah, yeah. So my best way to get my portfolio up was create, you know, these people who create these Andrew Tate um, short, edits short, and posts. Short yep, form all these content. shorts. Yep. Yeah, that's what I did with it, that it, mindset account that I was talking yep, about. Yeah. Exactly. So they take a short clip of something really popular, like an Andrew Tate interview, and they post it, and it gets millions and millions of views. I did that with car content. So Daily Driven Exotics, Royalty wow. Exotics, The Stradman. I did that with their videos, and I made a niche for car content because I'm a, I'm a big car guy. I love cars, motorcycles. I've all never that. seen short-form car content like that. I know. I was, that's what I was thinking, right? So I'm like, nobody does this. Smart. So if I do this, it can get, it, it can get big. And sure enough, my first video got 300,000 views within like two days. And I would I love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, I'll, I'll send you the links for it after this. And, right, um, that. Do you want to Do you want to put it in the video? So actually, yeah. Um, it's on TikTok and Instagram. YouTube as well. I just post shorts on YouTube. Not as often. Um, but it's Lux Royal Cars. So L-U-X-E royal cars okay yeah so from from there i'm like okay so nobody does this right i've never seen these these popular youtube videos be turned into shorts i'm like okay so let me try this and they just kept getting crazy crazy amount of views in 14 days i got about two and a half million views from like four videos it's and I'm funny. like okay so there's my portfolio and i just kept growing it from there i think in total it's got like probably four million views from instagram youtube and tiktok isn't I got like funny? 11 videos. That's exactly and what happened to me. Basically, it was like I just created a f portfolio, and first video I posted just started going up. It hit like 7,000, and I was like, I, I literally called my friend and told Alex too. He's in here. Yeah. I, I I literally called him. I'm like, it's gonna hit a million. Why? Why would you think that? But boom, it hit 3.6 now. <laughs> wow. Like, anyway, Crazy. that was the first freaking video I even posted damn uh it's this one i see that yeah yeah that's so, awesome but like i immediately was like it's gonna hit a million so i have to be prepared now at the time i had a drop shipping site that was for um sustainability and i was promoting it heavily all throughout the tiktok but no one would like click on it no one would look it up so i realized the hardest part was just getting people to trust it enough to even go there right so that's just a side thing i wanted to throw out there you know Things don't always work out the same way you expect, <laughs> but it got all those views. So I knew, by the way, again, it was only at like 7,000 and I, I just knew in my head it was going to go crazy. Yeah. I, I prepared immediately. I grabbed tons more videos. I started posting nice. them all so it would look good so that whenever they click right. it, they would see. That's what I mean by the preparation. They would, they would, they would see more. Yep. Yeah. That's what I meant by the preparation comes yes. with the opportunity. I had to be exactly. prepared to even capitalize on opportunity because yep. if I wouldn't have posted those other videos, no one would have followed me. They would have seen one video and been like, okay. And they just wouldn't have followed most likely. Yep. Yep. But now it's at over 8,000 followers. Now I don't really wow. use the account much, but that's because, you know, I decided to put my time where I felt like it was going to be more necessary considering they literally banned that YouTube account in yeah. no time. It's crazy. It's like, anyway, what were you saying though about yours? Yeah. So again, going back to that preparation, I, I knew that vi that first video, it was like, okay, this first video, I, I prom, I promised myself, I'm like, 
I guarantee this video is going to get at least 10,000 views. In six hours, it was at like 50K. I'm like, okay, that was way better than expected. But before I even started the count, I'm like, I have to post consistently. So I was doing like one video every like two days or something. And so being consistent with that got my views up and up. And so I made a thread about it on Twitter, right? So I took a screenshot of all these views. I'm like, uh, four days, I got 386,000 views. Here's how I did it. I give some editing tips, all that. And so that thread got me my first client. That's crazy. My first client, uh, Eli the Bee Guy. He uh he does bee relocation videos in South Cali. And so cool. he came along. He was like, I saw your thread. A lot of people are saying a lot of good things about you. Um, could you edit my videos? Like, because he has competitors that are getting hundreds of thousands and millions of views doing the same stuff as him, but they have good editing. And all he was doing at the time was just taking like five to seven, 10 second clips and that would be it. So I come along and I take all these these videos and I compile them into a big story. So start to finish where you walk up and you're like, hey guys, we're at so-and-so and we've got a beehive. And then he's like, all right, it looks, I drilled a hole, there's bees coming out, let's open it up. He opens it up, sees the honeycomb, starts taking it out, explains what's going on. End of the video comes, he's like, all right, everything's cleaned up, we'll wait five to 10 days. So there's a whole story to it. And people were stuck to that. And that's what got him views. And so <laughs> when I started working with him, in two weeks, I think it was, yeah, two weeks, I, he got 3 million views from my editing compared to wow. before that, he was getting one to 2,000 views a video. What did I you come do along, differently? Well, like I said, I, I turned it into a whole story. Okay. He just uploaded like five second clips. You'd be like, so there's this beehive here, blah, 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 shows it for five seconds, and that was it. Okay. So I come along differently, and I do start to finish. I do the whole removal from start to finish, right? You walk up, you see the beehive, he cuts into it, opens it up, does the big reveal, five to ten seconds in, so people are still hooked, right? Did you tell you him to, like, record that differently? or So, he's he's been recording these for, like, over a year now. He's got four terabytes of videos of removals. So, oh. he's just, he's been doing it long enough. So, he, whatever he was doing was was perfect enough for me to just put together into a 30-second story. That's from start to finish of the removal and that just skyrocketed his his views and in those two weeks he got ten thousand followers over three million views wow and so yeah and now his really twitter's starting to blow up and yeah that's interesting man because it's not necessarily easy to find clients all the time but nope. it is whenever you move right so yeah that's why well, going back to creating your own luck right i that's didn't reach it. out for that client he came to me because I took the opportunity to make my portfolio exactly. and post it on Twitter. And then right? you made a and thread. I was prepared. The I was thread. prepared. I knew, I knew how to, from that portfolio, I worked on my skill. I knew what I was doing with video editing, right? Mm -hmm. So I was prepared for that opportunity when it came. And that, by doing that, I created my own luck, I guess. How long did you practice video editing before you blew up on that one account? Uh, that was my... My second video that I ever edited like that. Yeah. But it, it like in so total, easy. that's, did you not ever do video editing before that or anything? I did. Um, I mean, they didn't really get many views cause it was like, I'd edit like video games from my friends just so we can look back onto them. Right? So how much, like, that's what I meant. Like how much practice right. did you actually do before you, not even just posting maybe them, like, but more like 20 videos. That's it. 20 videos. Yeah. So wow. the, the big thing is like, 
I just looked to see what other people were doing with these short form. I'm like, okay, these people are using these fonts, they're using these sound effects, they're using these color schemes, all that, and they do good. So mm-hmm. let, let me just chop that up, put my own twist on it, do what other people are doing, and it worked. It's interesting, that, bro. That's how easy it was for me, honestly. Are the you... app that I use is literally just called Captions. Okay, it's not CapCut. Nope. It's literally, it's... I have that app. I have that app. I just never used it because I, I didn't expect... That's what I've been missing, bro. I've been using CapCut. Yeah. Well, thank you, but, bro. That's what I wanted yeah, to... Yeah, no, that, that one is a lot better. Um, It's it's on your phone, right? Yeah. So you you can edit the videos. You can... There's so many different presets and templates for those those captions. Another good one, if you don't want it on your phone, you want it on your PC for um, the 16 ratio by 9 for long-form videos like YouTube videos, Yeah. Descript. It costs about 40 bucks for to buy it, but Descript is exactly like that. You can get um, – it, and, it, and it's like it's it turns your video into a whole script, right? So there's the whole script on the one side and you can put captions on it. You can do a lot with Descript. So what's better about that? Is it better than captions or is it just a alternative? What, why I honestly would like want... it. I, I like it better because there's more options with captions. Um, it's kind of like if, if you change the timing of things, it will, it will play the wrong words with the wrong audio, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, with with uh, Descript, it won't actually do that. So if, if I were to cut a whole sentence out, it will just have nothing for that sentence, and then the captions would kick back in. If I did it with the other app, it would just move the captions up. So the, the paragraph I had afterwards would just play over what I was saying, what I don't want captions to have on. Mm. So, yeah. I've I, I like Cap- Descript a lot better, plus it's on my computer. Right? Yeah, I, I like CapCut. I use it, but... And it's on computer too, but I've never tried these other ones. I might look into that for sure. I, so the one for captions was seven bucks Canadian a month. It's not terrible. It's pretty good. I use it for Eli's videos. Okay. And it's it's pretty easy. And uh, yeah, Descript is also great. You want me to put this part in the video? Or you want me to take it out? If you want to, <laughs> sure. All right. It, might, it might give some other editors some some tips. Yeah, I just was wondering if you're trying to gatekeep or not, you know. <laughs> no, no, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> All right, sweet. Really, the only couple last things I always end it with is, well, let's start with this one, books. What are some books you recommend? Um, or if you read books, you know. I, I do read books. There's There's not a whole lot that I – haven't quite read i do i have go i've got a whole book actually here so i bought this one because it was literally free i paid like three dollars for shipping um sabri subri uh sell like crazy i haven't read into it yet but i've heard a lot of good reviews about it so i bought this book um some other ones i actually i asked a twitter a question on twitter i've got a whole bunch i forget the names but like um it's, it's like think think grow rich or something yeah think yeah think think rich and grow i I no let's think grow rich or think and grow rich one of the two yeah yeah, something like that Uh, i haven't read it been recommended by a lot of people i haven't read either of those two books yeah no i was actually gonna read it i found it in my grandpa's basement so (laughs) he had it he's got like one of the old old copies i didn't know it was that old you know i thought it was kind of yeah me neither right yeah but uh there there's 
obviously, I guess not self-improvement, but if you want a cool story, my grandpa's book. So my grandpa, uh, his name is Bearcat Murray. He was the trainer for the Calgary Flames when they won the Stanley Cup in 1989. Uh, what is that? Oh, what is that for? Hockey? Yep, hockey in the NHL. And of course, he's I should have known because you're Canadian, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. So he, he works for the Calgary Flames. Uh, I've got a pr- pretty cool, um, I guess, family because of it. Like, my grandpa's famous. We have all That's these. Cool. Um, like, he's he's got his name on the Stanley Cup. He's got his own Stanley Cup ring. Amazing. Um, yeah, he passed last year, but uh, we've been Rest cleaning peace, out his man. house. Rest in peace. Right? What did you just he say? literally a local legend so his name was bearcat murray no you said something about the house what'd you say about the house oh yeah yeah we're we're uh so we're cleaning out his house oh and we're finding a bunch of cool things like we have jerseys from the early 1980s like game warren calgary flames we have atlanta flames game warren jerseys they're not even a team anymore they were from the 1970s they were they were done for so from Atlanta they moved to Calgary. So we have game worn jerseys for Atlanta from the seventies mm-hmm. and uh bunch of cool things like that. That's super cool, bro. Yeah. How did you get into guitar in the first place? Um, I got into guitar from actually the radio. So there's this band called Mariana's Trench that I heard on the radio. I'm like, that that is a pretty cool guitar. So I went home, checked them out on YouTube, and ever since then I was hooked. That's cool. I just I just love the guitar and then I finally bought a guitar and I've stuck with it ever since. And How then old from were there you? I was nine. Nine when I picked up the guitar. That's great. I actually have yeah. a guitar right next to me. Nice. Wanna have a guitar battle? <laughs> Dude, I won't win. I'm I'm alright. I, I focus I'm actually a music producer. I do I a see lot that. Of you things. got a keyboard back there. Yeah, I actually make music as a yeah, I do a lot of things. I, I dabble nice. in the real instruments. I can play it, stuff like that, and I can learn stuff. Nice. But nice. I'm, I'm a, you know, I can make really all types of stuff. So we should work oh, together yeah. or something. You, you know, know, actually, yeah, because I re- I record my own songs too. I do a little bit of producing. I just use Reaper to record some songs. Well, I could teach you some stuff, man. I, I've spent awesome. a lot of time learning how to mix vocals and oh, all dude, types I would of love stuff. That, that was I've before I got people. in. Yeah, before I got into all this other stuff that I do. Yeah, it was like mainly i thought i was going to be a famous producer immediately i didn't think it was going to be anything else i thought i was going to i knew i would do other things after but i thought that yep. was going to be the thing you know but that's funny because i thought i was going to be uh, uh like a in, in a famous rock band right yeah it's funny because so, you might end up yeah. being in a famous rock band but it's like i, I still do have plans i like i want to get my financial situation set with this video editing and then when i have more time on my hands and i'm I'm able to t- kind of take a step back. I'm going to go back into music, record albums, do all that. Absolutely. Right? Then what's uh, what's your advice for people looking for their first client then? Just be prepared? or Be prepared and have a good portfolio. I always say this. Prove that your work can get results before you offer it to someone else. That okay. is what I put on my thread that got me many clients. Actually, I got two or three clients from that one thread I was talking about. So prove that your work can actually yeah. get results because like i said if you go to somebody and offered if i went to somebody and offered them video editing service and i didn't have a portfolio like hey can i see some of your previous work you're like oh i've got none you're just gonna have to take my word for it they're not gonna they're not gonna sign or you're not gonna get them as a client like that how should they so, co- how should they come come at a guy that they want to work with so um the, but like build rapport that's what i always do build rapport kind of approach them as like 
a friend, right? You do, you don't want to come off as like you're instantly trying to sell to them. But also don't but also don't turn them off by doing doing it and it's so obvious you're about to sell them something. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's something that happens to me on Twitter like as I grow, yeah. I always get people coming to me like, "Hey, I love your tweet." They don't even follow me or something like that. Yeah. Yep. It's like you didn't even tell me what tweet. At least yep. they just give you a lame compliment. Yeah, what's great is if you can tie in one of their tweets and uh send it yeah. to them and yeah, yeah. actually say something about their tweet. And then yeah. you wait a while and then continue to like their posts a little bit exactly. and then come exactly. in. That's a great way to build rapport. Exactly. Just, yeah. But yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know that's getting into the business space, rapport is just trust. Just build trust. Yep, literally. So, I just uh, asked a Twitter or uh, a question on Twitter. It blew up actually. It's got like 130 comments. What is the best way to build trust? Mm, right? They love questions so, on Twitter, man. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. I've been blowing up because of questions. Yeah, questions get engagement, like, man. Every every tw- every Twitter post that I have for the last week has got over 100 comments. Beautiful. Damn, you've been yeah. going up. Well, it's nice yeah. to have you on the podcast, bro. So Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem, bro. Uh, we're going to have a lot more uh, people. And it's, it's crazy, bro. It's really insane how far we've already come at this point. Uh, last thing, it will be plugs, but before – well, this is part of it. It's, it's an honest – amazing company that i love that i've found called epic water filters they make these real good water filters i'd suggest that you get one because the water that you drink out of water bottles water you drink out of tap it's all got contaminants um when it comes to water bottles the plastic it's actually melting into the water right they're sitting in warehouses for months just melting into it so you're drinking micro microplastics and then on top of that there's tap water and the tap water has even the water in the bottles. A lot of them have fluoride, but not only mm-hmm. fluoride. Fluoride is, does something called calcifying your pineal gland. And I think that's how you say the word. And that yeah. makes it to where it kind of closes your mind. So the way to keep your mind open and very imaginative. Uh, right. It goes deep, bro. Like the seed oil wow. thing. The seed oil. <laughs> yeah, guess that, guess what? Yeah, movie theater popcorn uh, butter. It's made out of seed oil, of course. Right. So, Damn. it's pretty crazy. It's not even just conspiracy. It's, it's, I know, not crazy. Like this is actually <laughs> how it goes. So anyway, on top of that, all the tap water. It's got like metals. It's got estrogen. Yeah. From women's pee and things like that. That they, they don't filter that part. Just because, obviously, they want you to be more feminine. So, it's insane, bro. It blows my mind the more I learn about it. I got these amazing filters, though. And you guys can get them, too, with code HTPOD. And you'll get 20% off. So, I definitely suggest you get one. They also got these water bottles that actually filter the water, like, portably. Which is the first thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've never seen something like that. My other plug... Honestly, I don't know where I put the hat, but I wear it all the time. I wear it all the time in my podcast. So they'll know what it looks like. Oh, yeah. But this is the shirt. This is my shirt. It's only one of them, but, you know, I got all types of different gear. We got, we can put the logo on anything, but we're going to have other designs next. We only make a certain amount of everything. And so if anyone wants to cop something, just hit up uh, Hurtful Truth with an X instead of the U on Instagram or Twitter. Just 
preferably probably Instagram and just DM and just figure out, you know, tell us what you want. We'll, we'll get it done. I'll set a price, you know, because it's very dependent on, like I said, we only make a certain amount. It's just going to be de- right. dependent on where we're at and how much it costs. It's going to keep going up. Right. And it's kind of like a status thing. And if you're one of the first people, if you buy it early, like around this time, whenever we haven't even blown up yet, then you're definitely going to have benefits in the future. So that's the last thing I needed to say, man. So for you, Thanks. what do we? What, what do you need to plug? So uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll plug my Instagram, which is my, more of a personal Instagram I post. Uh, videos that I that I do on Twitter. So it's just uh, underscore Jesse underscore Murray underscore. Got you. Yeah. I'm gonna go At least I'm pretty sure it's that. I don't know if there's an underscore in between. I'll go ahead and follow you right now. Yeah. So underscore Jesse, J-E-S-S-E. There's no I. Underscore Murray underscore. And then my Twitter is my, my handle is Jesse Vids. So J E S S E V I D S vids. Yes. Perfect. And I guess you know what? While I'm here, if you don't mind, I'm gonna plug my grandpa's book. Go ahead, man. It's on Amazon. Bearcat Murray. That's cool. From Old Pot Liquor to Calgary Flames Legend. There he is. It's my grandpa's book. And what's he talk about in that story? It's his whole life story. It's about if you're a hockey fan, you would love this. There's um talk about working with, you know with the, the Calgary Flames players. So Lanny McDonald, he's actually a family friend of ours. He's a big, big hockey player, famous hockey player. He is literally a family friend of ours. He met Lanny when he was like 16 at a hockey training camp and just many cool, cool hockey stories where he came from. He used to be a jockey, all that. And how basically how he grew up in the great depression. There's all that. So that is so cool. It's a really cool story. That's so cool. That's like a bonus thing. I didn't even know. So yeah. Hey man, it was really nice to meet you and actually talk to you. You too. Um, from now on, you can feel free to hit me up anytime. And awesome. Really in general, we can work together in some type of capacity, uh, and be Sweet. friends, man. So yeah, that's really it. Uh, thank you guys for watching the hurtful or listening to the hurtful truth podcast. It's going to be on Apple podcast, Spotify. I prefer you watch it on YouTube. It's probably going to get us paid a little more. I don't know, but, nice. <laughs> um, that's really it, man. Thank you guys for watching it. And thank you for coming on, man. I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah, no problem. See ya. Peace.